0: How does this sound in my room? I don't know. To do to do to do do to do Hello everyone, this is the saga of Jesse the Literate Barbarian and the Horde. But there are no Horde members here today. The Horde is my children. Are my children? And they're at school, which means i got to go to Quick Trip twice and Chipotle for lunch. <laughs> so, no work today. Um, so I'm planning on keeping this short because i am got to get to Chipotle here pretty soon before the rush gets there. Uh, this is my first solo show, so if I end up looking stupid, it's all on me. Um, anyway, you might be asking yourself, what is a literate barbarian exactly? Yeah, I kind of think of myself as like a barbarian philosopher bear with me here it means like you know I'm intelligent you know like for a barbarian but I still keep my Neanderthalish ideas intact <laughs> so I have plenty of dumb ideas and that's just because I'm still a barbarian um, which I think is pretty fair because you know they didn't have they didn't know about everything you know right sure all right so what exactly am I doing here well these are these are meant to be uh, 15 minute or less daily blog posts basically about parenting, daily life, uh, creative things I love to do, writing, podcasting, maybe some video gaming, maybe we'll have on some different authors, um, some of my friends like Walter Rain and Brian Woods, some other people that have been with me a long time. And why else am I doing this? Well, I've been struggling lately with, with actually putting words on paper, really, really ever since I got divorced, about three years, um... I have a bunch of asinine articles that, that just never get finished. You know, I, I start them up. I get almost all the way through, but I just, can't, I just can't make the finishing touches. I can't make them right. I can't make them as good as I'd like to make them to actually put them out there for people to read. And even when I do, when I do put something out there, because if I don't speak perfectly in it, um, people read into what I say a little too much and they kind of distort what I actually meant. And that's the problem. that's really the problem with the written word in general because you can't get a feel for what people really mean. I mean, the, the words are there, sure. And there's a lot of different ways to express yourself, but there's nothing else. I mean, that's, there's no nuance to it. It's just, it's there. And people will either, they'll either read into what you say or read into what you didn't say. So now I can just do this and, and speak as long as I want. If people wanna listen, they can listen. If they don't, they don't, that's fine. But at least they can't change what I actually said. They can't change the meaning of my words. They can't tell me what I meant. And that's the most important thing, I think, because that's what we're doing now. What we do a lot of is somebody will say something and another person will come in. They'll attach all their own ideas to what they said, and then they'll attack that argument. And that's kind of what's that's kind of what's going on in the world. And I I don't know, maybe moving, maybe moving more towards a medium like this will fix some of that, Um, because then you can you can hear how I say something, whether or not I'm sincere, whether or not I'm joking, you'll be able to catch it. Instead of just trying to either read sarcasm or, you because know, I deal in sarcasm a lot and some people just don't get it, you know, and I maybe, I maybe I use sarcasm too often, maybe. So being able to hear my voice will hopefully clear some of that up. Anyway, today's topic, uh, today's November 13th. This was actually supposed to come out yesterday, uh, but I just cu- I couldn't sit down and I didn't have the time. Um, I ended up working overnight. Uh, for the city because of the snow that came in even though there wasn't a whole lot. So I slept most of the day Which is usually real nice. It's a real nice day if you can come home when the kids are at school It's actually quite nice. to just chill out. You know, like I said, I'll go to quick trip <laughs> I might go to Chipotle. I'll just kind of chill out. There's no there's nothing. The house is silent Everybody's calm You know, I can watch my movies instead of always watching their movies you know, or them trying to play video games and trying to share the TV time or something. I don't have any of that. I don't have to mess with any of it, which is perfect for me. So that I could just chill, and nothing else goes on. All right. So uh, yesterday was uh, November twelfth, and here's the actual. This is what this whole thing's actually about. Um, I had to just add a little bit of an intro. Yesterday was no- November twelfth, um, which is kind of it's kind of a big day for me, uh, typically because that was the day. That was a day that I'd lost a daughter, um, back in, back in 2009. Um, I can give a little bit of history, but I don't want to give in I don't I can't give too much because my, my ex-wife is not here to, you know, say anything for her side. So I'll just, you know, I'll keep it as simple as possible. Um, in about close to her seventh month, about the and this is probably also the best way for me to say it because it stops me. I'm just in a room by myself. I don't think I can make myself get too emotional when I'm just in here by myself. I think I'll be all right. Um, but yeah, like in like my ex-wife, like in about her six month, uh, you know, we'd, we'd already had four boys and we were we wanted a girl. You know, in about her, about her, about her six month, um, uh, she contracted the flu at work. She worked at a nursing home, contracted the flu. Wasn't supposed to be that big of a deal. You know, it's just the flu, right? You know, no big deal. You know, and she got flu shots every year too. She had to to even work there. Um, But she contracted the flu, was extremely sick, you know, went to the doctor. They said, well, sure, you know, you're going to be sick. The baby's going to be sick, but everything's going to be fine. You'll recover. The baby will recover. No big deal, you know. But that's not what happened. You know, a couple weeks later, the baby was still not moving as much. Like it was moving less and less, right? And, uh, you know, they were just like, oh, just let's keep waiting. Well, what what ended up happening? And then they found out that the, the baby's liver was a little swollen, which means it was fighting infection or something like that, something to that extent. Uh, what had happened, so she ends up being born early in about i can't remember exactly how many weeks I want to say it was like thirty two weeks or so it was like it was like seven and a half months or so, something like that um But what had happened was the placenta had gotten infected because of the flu, it had caused some kind of infection, and the placenta had passed that infection onto the baby, so when the baby was born, she was extremely infected and it was this kind of a you know, she just kind of went into labor, and we knew it was distress because of it was it was obvious it was already distress. Um, so yeah, so you have the flu, you have all this stuff happen. You know, you, we get to a hospital. You know, you think everything's gonna be okay because she's born. She couldn't breathe very well when she was born, so they 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 sent her over to uh, I can't even remember the hospital now. It doesn't even matter. None of that matters. Um, either way, you know, they they took great care of her. You know, they worked really hard. I thought I just figured, you know, you think everything's going to be okay, right? You think, you think if your if your child is born in a hospital, that doctors will be able to fix them. But that's not exactly what happened, you know. Um, I don't know. She kind of, like I said, she I think she was born at five pounds seven ounces. Um, her name was Madison, Madison Nicole. Give me one second here, but yeah, so it was a uh, back in two thousand nine, so she'd be I'm gonna stop for a second, all right, I think I'm better um so yeah, you know, my initial thought you know was, and I didn't know what was gonna happen i, I I'm gonna be honest i I think when you're in those situations, you really don't think about the worst outcome. You just think that, okay, somehow things are going to work out. I mean, that's what happens, right? I mean, like I said, you're in a hospital, things are going to work out somehow. But I did have the thought though, because we didn't have a name, we didn't have a name picked out yet. That was one of the first times that we were actually in the hospital where we didn't have a name picked out because she came, you know, came a little earlier than we expected. So we were deciding in there and I was kind of, I did kind of have a thought in my head, you know, that... um no baby should pass away without a name. You know, that was kind of, that was kind of repeating in my head. I wasn't saying it out loud because obviously I'm trying to just, I'm trying to keep a straight face, you know, from, um, for Justina, trying to, you know, keep things together because obviously everything's kind of, well, you know, everything's turned upside down, right? Because the first, the first day she's recovering in one hospital and I'm with her and the baby's moved to a different hospital, you know, so it's like, okay. You know, and the, the and the first thing you have to do, because I mean, the, and one thing you have to try to do is you try to, you know, she still had to heal. She just had a baby. She still has to heal up, but she's like wanting to get on her feet and do all kinds of stuff and get over there and spend all the time with it. But she still just had a baby, you know, like, so it was like, no, I, we, you know, you still got to sleep. You still got to eat, you know, and so I was just trying to do my best at reminding her. Plus, I, I, you know, innocently, I thought everything might be okay. You know, like I thought it might work out, even though, you know, they were kind of giving us some bad news. You know, when she was in the Nick unit. I think it was in, actually, Overland Park Regional. Um, but, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, she was extremely sick. Uh, obviously, I was trying to, you know, get Justina to get as much sleep as she could get, you know, and everything would, you know, that everything would be just fine. It was just, because, you know, day after day would pass. And I thought the more days she survived, the more likely it was for her to survive. You know, and I was real good. I was real good about keeping track of all the numbers. The nurses would be talking to each other about different questions like, oh, how much of this is she getting? And I'll be like, ah, it's three point blah, 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 milliliters. And they will be like, gosh, man, you really, you really memorized all this stuff, didn't you? And I'm like, yep, yeah, I did. Because um, that's all you do. It's all you can do is watch monitors and stuff. You know, I wasn't, wasn't doing anything else. Um, but she was actually, you know, because she was in a lot of, she would have been in a lot of pain, so they actually kept her asleep most of the time because she would have really, really been in pain because of the infection. But, but obviously, you know, you get so many days into it and the the problem, the problem was is is nothing could be done because what ended up happening is, you know, they were giving her oxygen and stuff, but the sacs, I guess the sacs on her lungs hadn't developed well enough. So even though she was like 32 weeks along or whatever she was, 30 weeks along, whatever it was, they really hadn't developed past like 24 weeks. Some of them hadn't developed, you know, like a fully. So there was no way they were going to be able to keep her alive. They eventually came to us at like, you know, day four, or day five, you know, and they said, hey, um, we can keep doing this. We can keep pumping oxygen into her, but it's not going to save her. Eventually they would blow up the sacks and she'd be in more pain. So we had to make the decision to just to pull her off because there was nothing that could be done. There was nothing that was going to happen. Like, there was was nothing that could be done. And that sometimes, I think in some ways it makes it slightly easier maybe because there's nothing, like, there's nobody that made any mistakes. You know, there's nobody to blame. It just kind of, you know, she got the flu, baby got really sick, you know, and that's just, what can you do? I mean, there was no way, you know, the doctors did everything they could. They did a great job. But there was nothing that could be done. So we, we eventually, uh, you know, we, they had, they pushed us to, you know, I shouldn't say push, but maybe they, you know, they spoke reason to us that, you know, there was nothing that could be done. So we could either put it, leave her on those machines, you know, and be selfish and let those sacks explode and her pass away anyway, or pull her off the machines and let her pass away. And that's what we did, you know, and. Which was really like the first time, I think that was really the first time we got to hold her because she had to be, you know, get a machine the whole time. So we got to hold her for a couple hours. You know, and they asked us some weird questions like, like, do you want some pictures of her? And I'm like, all right, I'm back again. Um, but yeah, obviously I didn't want pictures. I just wanted to be able to take her home. Um. Don't understand what good pictures are gonna do for you in that kind of a situation. So I I probably can't get too much more into it because I obviously I can't hold myself together. Because there's other bits and pieces, you know, of of things that were going on, of things that happened, but they're all like, you know, they're all even more emotionally charged. Anyway, (laughs) that because she was born on November 8th, you know, and she passed away on November 12th. And before all that years before i mean you know for most of my life my mom's birthday is on uh november 12th and i never could really remember her birthday you know i always had trouble and after this happened i I remember it every year you know like i it it hits me much faster you know where i'm i never forget her birthday because of the same day i don't know i don't know how much more i really have to say about that you know um and then afterwards you know it kind of it kind of led to a lot of problems you know in in my personal life because what do you expect you know i mean like you have two people that are trying to go over the loss of a child and it's it's not one of the yeah it's probably one of the hardest things i've had to deal with in my life probably all right well i think i'm about done for today um and I'm still under that 15 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, this one's kind of a this one's kind of a downer, but I, you know, I'd already I'd been planning on uh starting these for a while and then it just happened to be I ended up being off yesterday and then that was where my oh my you know a lot of my thoughts were was around that. So it was kind of pushing me that direction so I thought, well, I mean, you know, um I think it's best to be honest and get it out there instead. And so I figured that would be a good start. All right, well, I'll go ahead and get out of here for now. (laughs) Tomorrow, I'll try to bring you something a little more upbeat, you know, um, something like that. I'll I'll have to think about what it's going to be. All right, (laughs) bye-bye. Jesse the literate Barbarian is brought to you by Asinine Media.